All right, we are back with another recording of Tigres talking about a new coach, the Piojo firing, and all the drama that has been surrounding us over the last few weeks. But seems like we got something to look forward to with the new coach. So Piojo getting fired, guys. Welcome aboard, Edgar, Luis, Josue. Back at it, boys. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it was a much-needed move. I think we can all agree that we needed to part ways with Piojo. I mean, he had his he had his bright moments. We can't complain and say that it was all bad, but uh, he had just a lot of mistakes, a lot of coaching mistakes. Uh, going back to that Atlas game where he, you know, had the the messed up lineup, and then um, ending the season on on a really sour note, kind of blaming the players, saying they're too old. I think it was just time to move on. We didn't really have any direction with him. Uh, he's a, he's a guy that contradicts himself a lot. That's another problem, and kind of makes the fan base get angry. When he came, he said that you know that he had all the players he needed. In several seasons, he he claimed that he had all the players he needed. That he was happy with the roster, and then he ends the season blaming the players for being too old. So I think it was the right move by the front office. I think we needed to find another coach. Uh, it was pretty clear that Piojo wasn't the one that was going to get us the championship. Does everybody agree? Edgar, Luis, I mean, sorry, Josue, agree with the firing? Well, yeah. I'll be honest, when, when Culebro comes out and he says that he's going to conduct an evaluation after his statements, I thought he was full of it, and I honestly didn't expect anything, especially, you know, he forgave him after the Atlas game a couple seasons ago. So you know, nothing's going to happen. So I was really surprised when they released the official statement. But I agree. I think it was necessary, and I think it should have come sooner, but better late than never. Yeah, I agree with Edgar. It, it totally caught me off surprise because I, I never expected it, knowing how they have a really good relationship outside of, of work. And I thought that that buddy system would have kept Piojo that, another six, that other six months that was remaining. And I think it was a great example of the management to set that example that we're not going to accept any unprofessionalism or unnecessary comments because Piojo had already been in hot, in hot water because of it. And it just shows that we're not going to take no nonsense moving forward from, from anyone. And it kind of just allows the team to fully create the future. I, I, I think that we were falling into a, uh, uh, a way of like, okay, if it works out with him, if he gives us the championship, he might stick it out. And then we're stuck in this back and forth of, you know, he doesn't like his players one game or he blames it on the refs another game. So we, it's just a lot of drama. And we knew that was going to happen, him coming in into the team because of his, you know, resume and all his prior experiences at other teams. But I think that firing him allows at least some sort of clarity to move forward with a more structural way, even without, you know, knowing uh, that Diego Coca was going to be the new coach. Just that was my main thing, like what the future was going to look like, because he was just going to be a guy that was just going to just stop and go. Like it was going to be a quick stop, a pit stop, I should say. Well, and I think uh, one big issue with the fans was the whole courting the national team. Piojo uh, was constantly courting the national team. So like, he would go on, you know, ESPN Deportes or he'd go to Televisa Deportes and, and say that, you know, he, 
basically saying he wants the national team job while coaching Tigres. So no, nobody, nobody wants that. And then he was going to go to the World Cup as a analyst. And meanwhile, we're trying to, you know, get our preseason going. So his priorities to me weren't straight. And we didn't need a coach that had his eye on another squad or another team. We need a coach that's dedicated to the club. And and I don't think Piojo was ever going to get his act together, to be honest with you. And we knew he should have been fired after the illegal lineup. Yep, absolutely. So one question that, you know, I have for all three of you guys is what was your best memory and worst memory from Piojo during his three seasons? And I think we all have the collective worst one was the Atlas game. I don't I don't know that there could have been anything more frustrating or disappointing than that. Um, as far as the best moment, it's kind of that's a that's a tough question. Honestly, like for for me, I don't know the like the best moment is also sort of like one of the worst moments because that comeback against Atlas in the second half was amazing. Yeah, that the Gignac hat trick. And then towards the end of the game, we we start to find out that it was all going to go away, and it just soured out the moment. But it was amazing comeback. Gignac was on fire that second half. So that was like a brilliant moment. Uh, if if I don't mix the two, another really low point was losing, getting skunked against the uh, Seattle Sounders uh, in that one Moleto Cup. I can't even remember what cup it was, but the Sounders like beat us 3-0 or 4-0. It was the league's cup, right? Correctly, was it the league's cup? Yeah, that's what it was. It was the the league's cup. To me, that was that was pretty sour. Josue, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Lewis said the best moment is also the worst moment with that Atlas. It was just unbelievable second half, and and then just taken away from us even before the the penalty kick. I think for me, it was not necessarily a moment. Uh, I think it was just. It was a collection of moments because it was having Nico and Gignac go back-to-back scoring champs. I think that that was really cool as far as what he promised, a more offensive style of play and, you know, a lot more goals, which this last season was terrible in terms of offensive production. But I think those two things was probably the best uh, mark that he left on the club is having back-to-back scoring champions. I don't think it's necessary – because of him directly, I think it was more so the uh, the players carrying the load. Nico, when Gignac was out, and then Gignac just doing what he normally does, is carrying the load of the of the offense. So I think that was probably the best. And obviously, like Edgar said, I think for the most part, everybody agrees that the, what the worst was. Um, so which leads me to the arrival of Diego Coca and, you know, what his uh, possible impact could be on the team. What do we think about him? I think that, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit about it before and we kind of can't get a true read on it because of his experiences at Santos, Cholos, and Atlas. Uh, we're all kind of mixed. So initial thoughts on the hiring of that? For me personally, it didn't. It was one of those announcements that didn't really move the dial for me at all. Like it didn't move the needle at all because – I was hoping the front office would make a splash with this hiring. I wanted I wanted a big name. Uh, I thought it would help the brand. I think I think it would help our, our the way we play as well. Uh, so I was hoping they would go after a Bielsa or uh, 
you know, not not necessarily Muñeco Gallardo, but uh, you know, a name like that. Um, even El Tigre Gareca, I think, would have been a better option as far as names is concerned. But having said all that, I do think Coca is going to have a playing style that benefits us more. Um, with some of the older, more veteran players, I think Coca is going to be able to adapt a lot better. Uh, that was one thing I, you know, I think we talked about it here in the pod is that Piojo tended to run our guys into the ground quite a bit. The injuries were him pushing the club too too hard. And I think Coca is going to be able to adapt his system. Uh, so we defend well and, you know, counterattack when needed. I think it'll be a, a more balanced type of, of game that we'll see from Coca. One thing that I'll say that really concerns me about Coca is I think he's had 12 clubs in 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So that's a dozen clubs in 15 years. Uh, so my question is, is he going to stay – make a project out of it, be here a couple years at least or more. Because uh, ideally, I think we need somebody that's going to be like Duca, that's willing to s- stay a while, um, you know, m- make his brand, make his soccer. Um, and if – because otherwise, we don't – this shouldn't be a revolving door. Uh, like we had in, in, you know, 2008, 2007, where a coach would come in, bring in the other one, uh, so that's my concern with Coca is, is he willing to stay um, through the ups and downs and get us some championships? That's my my biggest worry about him, to be honest with you, is that he's been bouncing around way too much. And all signs would point that the answer would be yes, right? Because he finally is at a club that is willing to provide him with the economical needs that he hasn't had at other teams ever. True. Yeah, I I hope that's the case. I mean, I'm just a little worried, but I hope he sticks around past the two years and we can kind of do make a little run kind of like we did with Duca. Yep. Edgar, Josue, any uh, initial thoughts on the hiring? To add to what Lewis was saying, I saw on Peyo podcast that um, Boca had two injuries within the last two years with Atlas. So I feel like that's something that we will definitely benefit from because like Lewis mentioned, we were we were injuring our own players just by pushing them to the ground, demanding too much from them, or not rotating when he should have. That's an interesting set. I didn't know that. Edgar. So Coca wasn't my first pick for the team. Um Kind of more like what Lewis was saying. I preferred a bigger name or just someone with more hierarchy or more consistency in their clubs. Um, I do think that he has the potential to make it a long-term project with Tigres going beyond the two years. I could see him five or six years. That's what we all hope for, I think. I don't necessarily know what the average length in contracts or in tenure is for Liga Mekis, but I know all the other teams genuinely typically do have coaches rotating out the door very often honestly Tuca had a he's the exception yeah was the exception for the entire league and I want something like that for Tigres again um I think he can do it and I think um despite a lot of the criticism and mixed feelings he has the potential to be that guy for us and I just hope that he takes advantage of the opportunity unlike Piojo I know he's clearly a lot more focused and more serious with it 
one of the comments that was circulating that he said that he'd be here for the team 24 seven. Yeah. I like that. And I definitely do think that was a jab at the last guy. And yeah, I just don't want, I don't want to see the commercials that aren't affiliated with the team or the interviews and extra hobbies that take away from theaters. That's not what we need. And to add to all that, I think that him being from Argentina and like knowing what the fan connection to the team is, I think that's, I think that's probably the best uh, attribute that I see immediately like contributing is the fact that he understands the, the passion that the fans have for the club and he will transmit and he, if he won back-to-back championships at Atlas, no matter how you see it, like with, uh, referee help, league help, whatever way you see it, like that within itself is uh something incredible, right? Back to back and doing it with Atlas. So I think that having that fan to coach to you know just to instill the passion onto the playing style, I think that's what stood out for me as him being the coach. I don't think that he was quite the the best candidate. I think that I'm with you, Lewis. I'm with you, Edgar, in terms of like I think we should have made a bigger splash. Because I think that that's where we're at now. I think that with the team, you know, having all these stars and like some of these stars aging, you definitely want to move to establish a new way of of creating a, a different vision for soccer in not only I think it is, but in Mexico. And I think we had a chance, you know, with the firing up Piojo, but Diego Coca is not a bad hire. I think he's just what the club needs at the moment to move forward, whether it's to stabilize the boat or to continue to build you know with what we have accomplished over the last 10 years or so so not sure how it's going to play out as far as player personnel i think that that was that's kind of the you know the the conundrum that you know we're all probably going to be in and as far as like trying to figure out how he's going to play i don't think anybody knows because the player personnel that he had at atlas and the previous team is not going to be the player personnel that he's going to get here with but i love the press conference i definitely felt a little more confident of, you know, hearing him out and like his seriousness. And I know that he's going to have a serious like Tuca like approach to his practices, to the game. So in that regard, I think that that's what the club needs moving forward, especially with the bad experience we have. And, you know, the, the saying that defense wins championships, that's, that's one thing that I think Coca has down um, his 2021 apertura Atlas team only allowed 10 goals. And then if you go back to the uh, Cholos team that he had, that I think he took all the way to semis one year, I think it's 2018, if I'm not mistaken, they only allowed 12 goals. So I think that that's music to the players' ears because a lot of these guys do, do like, you know, I'm not saying they like to be defensive. What I'm saying is that they do like to defend the score. You know, they, they like to keep, they like oh. to play low-scoring games. Yeah, you know, like guys like Pizarro and Carioca, uh, the leaders of the club. I think would prefer that. And a lot of times we lost matches in the Piojo era because we didn't know how to shut down teams defensively. Like you look at that that Leon semis game, uh, that quarterfinal loss to Pachuca. If we would have just been solid defensively, we would have advanced. And I think. Polka is going to instill that into the players, and I think they're going to buy in. And I think that's going to help out a ton when we get into really close games at the end of the season. Yeah, game management is just going to be, you know, 
in in a better uh we're gonna handle it a lot better i feel like what about uh you know with all the rumors that you know after his arrival and you know throughout the you know when it was leaked that he could be possibly the candidate Obviously, I don't believe the rumors of bringing Julian Quiñones back. I think that's just bad business. I don't think that's even a remote possibility. Um, Luis Reyes has been mentioned and, you know, sounds like a strong candidate to come. And then, you know, Jeremy Marquez, the the, the, mid, the young midfielder, I think he's like 22 years old. Which he would be fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And I think you're, you're high on him, Edgar. Right? I think I might have seen you tweet about him, uh, you know, wanting him to, for the club. Yeah, for me, that's really the only Atlas player that I would want and that even without Coca, that was someone that I would have loved to see join Tigres under Piojo or whoever if we didn't pick Coca. But I don't think we need really anyone else from Atlas. I think I understand if we get a player from there just because it's someone that's of his trust and someone that he thinks can obviously contribute to the team. But Jeremy Marquez is, for me, one of the best options. Yeah, I think the problem with the El Hueso Reyes is is his age, right? I think he's 31 mm-hmm. going on 32. And I think with the squad we have, I think we're, we we need to try to get younger instead of bringing in more veterans. I'm not saying he's not a solid player. I think he'd be pretty solid with Coca at, you know, surrounded with the players we have. But I'm I'm with Edgar. I think I think we need to bring in if we're going to bring anybody from Atlas, it's got to be the younger players and Marcus to me is up there. I do like their, I don't know if he's the left winger, Colombiano. Chalan? Yeah. That's what we were talking about before you ma- came on. That guy has some good speed, man. Uh, and I actually, in that first, uh, the first leg of that semifinal game, he did some damage to, uh, to our to our right backs. So that he, the, that's another player I think that would be interesting to bring on. But I'm, I'm with Edgar. I think Jeremy Marquez would, would be solid. I, I'm with you guys, Jeremy Marquez. We were talking about Chala um, because I was bringing him up as a as a candidate because I didn't think Luis Reyes is. If he comes on the team, I don't think it's a bad signing. I think that he's you know like we said, someone that he trusts, somebody that he he's versatile. He can use him in multiple positions. It would free up Aquino as far as uh, left or right back. It would definitely push him up because then we have Chuy Garza and Loroña's right back, and then we would have Angulo, Luis Reyes as left backs. So then you you have true players at their positions moving forward into the league, the champions league and the league's cup. So from that perspective, I'm, I'm with it. I don't think he's required um, necessarily. I think that we can get another player and we can tough it out with Angulo and Aquino as the left backs. Um, my thing is though, where, where's the team need regardless of Diego Coca arriving or now that Diego Coca is here, where are the team needs moving forward into the new season? Left winger, I think, has to be priority, right? I think we need to move away from Quinones, and that would that would leave a spot open for a good, solid left winger, I think. That's up there for me. We, we talked about Pizarro pre, pre-pod. I think Pizarro is also getting up there in age. I don't know. I don't know how Coca sees like guys like David Ayala. I mean, he didn't get a ton of minutes under Piojo, so it would be kind of interesting to see how, how David Ayala develops under Coca. But that def- central defender midfield spot, I think, needs to be addressed at some point as well. Yeah, we were talking about it, and one of the main like arguments that I have is that, you know, 
going back to the arrival of like all sorts of attackers from 2016 to 2019, and Valencia, Edu Vargas, Lord, I mean, now Diente, Jordi Caicedo. The reason why a lot of these guys didn't shine is because Gignac always stepped up to the plate and he was his production, you know, was regular, even though he didn't have explosive seasons at times, he was still very productive. And so you can't bench him when your star player in the face of this club is having those type of seasons. So to me, that's going to be a big decision to make is the midfield, because I think that our midfield is going to shine a lot more under Diego Coca than it did with Piojo, because like you said, I think we're going to have a little bit more structure defensively and also create more possession when building. And so I think that the midfield is going to have a lot more say in how we play. And so having guys like Bigon, Carioca, Pizarro, David Ayala, Cordova, guys that can control the pace of a game, it's going to be important. Though, I think that, like I was mentioning with the attackers, you're going to have to make a choice as far as do we move forward with both guys, as in Pizarro and Carioca, or just one of them, because you're going to have to free up that spot for somebody to nurture and grow there, whether that's a foreign young guy or it's a young Mexican guy. So like Jeremy Marquez, for example. So regardless, a decision has to be made there. And so maybe, you know, the respect Carioca as far as like, you know, the remaining part of his contract, which would make the most sense and leave the captain to finish out his tenure. But that's for me, that's the strongest uh, or the the most important decision to make besides the left winger uh, position like you make. Yeah, I think defensively we're rock solid with with Samir and uh, we'll see what plans they have for Uwayala. I'm hoping they let him finish out his contract as well. Or I don't know if they gave him a one year extension or what, but I think Ayala is one of those guys that is great to have around because of his leadership and he's still a, a solid backup defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if if maybe down the road they might want to address that that spot as well. Um, or or think about moving Angulo back into into central, into the central center back position and and look for a, a left back. Aquino, Aquino is only going to have so many seasons left as well. That's another guy that that's getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see what, what ends up happening with that. Um, rumor was it that that Caicedo might be going back to Bulgaria. I don't know if you guys heard that or read about that, but. Um, oh, if if Caicedo leaves, that leaves us with basically Gignac and Diente only. So that's that's another spot that maybe potentially down the road they might have to fill with somebody solid. I think Piojo did not do his scouting with Caicedo, unfortunately. I had high hopes that he would be good, but he did not pan out. But, you know, he could turn out to a good player, especially with this new system. I mean – Furch, you know, I'm not saying he's as good as Furch, but he has similar, like, you know, style of play where he can retain the ball and, like, you know, be big in the air. So he could be a contribution this season, especially, you know, with a new coach. If it doesn't work out, obviously let him go. So I'm not so, like, high on him leaving, but I, I, I don't mind it. Like, I'd be cool with it if he if he bounces. Yeah, right I don't now, know. I, do. I think uh, six months – with just with the new system is definitely a shot that he deserves. Yeah. But again, like you said, if he leaves, I don't think I'd miss him. Yeah. So I don't know how you guys feel, but I almost feel like we, we should leave the squad just almost as it is for now. And then let, let Coca rebuild after six months, you know, in the summer, go out and get 
get some big signings. Because Honestly, I feel like our squad's pretty complete, man. I mean, I, I don't see why we can't battle for a title next season. I just think that we need, from what I saw last season, especially the inconsistency, like I didn't, I didn't mind Luis Quinones having zero assists and like him being criticized, but I know he's he's a threat, like attacking wise. And I think the whole thing with Piojo, it was a, a less structured way of playing, and it was just like go all out. So he could be, he could turn it around. He, I think he has upside as far as talent, but I don't think that I'm keen on him being our starter. So I'm basically okay with him leaving and bringing a good starting left uh, left winger to come in and either establish himself as a starter on the left side or, you know, allow Fulgencio to fully take that spot and bring in somebody to compete and adapt to the league and see if he takes Fulgencio's spot. But I'm with you. I don't think we need too much, but definitely one or two players would be nice uh, to have to round out the squad, especially with the three tournaments coming up. The left winger backup from Pachuca, man, that's another guy that really looks interesting. Ibarra? Uh, no, 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 the backup. Um also, Ecuadorian or Colombian. Yeah, I think I know you're talking. I don't know. Uh, I have to name. look him up. He's ac- he's actually the one that hurt us on that last goal because he got past Aquino and crossed it into the box and they scored. Um, man, I gotta look up his name. But yeah, he lo- he looks promising, young too, fast. Any other rumors that been out as far as players? I mean, I know that Luis Chavez and Eric Sanchez are always going to be mentioned. Right, because we're going to always try to take the best players from Pachuca. Somebody was floating around the Soteldo rumor that he might be coming back. I don't know if you guys saw that one. I saw that one, but I, from what I understand, it's only if Palmeiras doesn't get their financial – or not Palmeiras, Santos uh, gets their financial situation together or not. I think that's really the determining factor in that. Yeah, I, I heard something about that too, that, that Santos really wants to buy Soteldo, but – He's been doing very well in that league, and they fell in love with him. But it, it's all about the money at this point. And I think he he kind of slipped. I don't. I think he started off really well, like as soon as he left, and then it kind of he was just another guy on the team. Like it was a quick hype, and then didn't really produce. So, which is a issue we had over here as well, you know? Yeah, no production. No so if we had a game this upcoming Saturday. Today's Thursday, two days from now. What's the starting lineup that we roll out with? Let's start with you, Josue. You got to go with Nahuel. On the left back, I would go Angulo, Samir, Linchnovsky, and uh, on that right, I would put, uh, what's his name? I just went blank. Loronia? Loronia. Loronia? Yeah, there you go. Then I would go with the squad that we have now. I'd go Quinones. As much as I don't like his productivity this year, then I would go Carioca Pizarro and Aquino. And then uh, Iñak up top with Jordi. I'd like to see him with the new. Ben Florian from the get go. Uh yeah, I'd have to. I you'd have to come up on the second half, see what he he's got. He hasn't really produced much. Yeah. Lou, I would go Nahuel, obviously right back, Loronia, Lichnovsky, Samir, left back, Angulo, 
Uh, one holding mid, I would just do Pizarro. Uh, one attacking mid, I'd, I'd go Cordoba. Uh, right mid, Tovan. Left mid, Aquino. And then I would go with two forwards up top, so 4-4-2 with Coca. Because I think he likes that 4-4-2. And so I would do Diente and Gignac up top. Yeah. That's how I would roll. Edgar? So I think we all have the same defenders. Uh, so Nahuel, obviously. Angulo, Samir, Lichnowski, Loronia. I would do two midfielders. I would have Pizarro and Bigon. I would not play Quinones for anything. I would have Aquino on the left wing, Florian on the right wing, and then Gignac up top with Cordoba playing right behind him. Yeah, it's similar to, to what I got. I have Cordoba being the most important player in this scheme moving forward. I think that he's going to have a lot of the ball. Um and Coca's new uh, playing style. So, yeah, I'd roll same four defenders. I'd go Pizarro and Cordoba in the middle, Floriana wide, Fulgencio, uh, or Aquino. To me, that's a toss-up now. I don't think Aquino is fully ahead of Fulgencio at this point, like he was a few years back. And then I would roll roll Diente and uh, Gignac up top. So Yeah, because he likes that rhombus, that rhombus um, yeah. midfield, you know. That's what I. That's kind of what I'm. Uh, I was headed at with Cordova being the most important player in the mid. So I guess we're all in agreement that he's going to play back line of four in the back. I think I so. So I think though, if he brings Luis Reyes, you you go Luis Reyes, Angulo, Samir, Lichnowski, and Loronia or Chuy Garza at that point to give you that up and down. Uh, with you know, with three in the back or five in the back, whatever you want to label it as. But if he, only if he brings Luis Reyes, I think Angulo slides as a left center back. Yeah, it's possible. So, it's, I mean, he play he plays that well too. So that's one thing I think he'll do. He'll do well is that he's gonna adapt his system to the players, and not do what Piojo did was a lot of times make his system. You know, he would force the players to play his system. And I think that kind of messed up a lot of people. Like, for example, Carioca butted heads with him quite a bit. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of it was over how they should be playing. They didn't agree as far as playing philosophy was concerned. And yeah. I think I think Coca will probably sit down with a lot of the leaders in the squad and, and figure out what's best, what system's best for the, for the squad we have. What's up with coaches in mexico like not believing in like rotations you know on that comment and i might get some hate for this that's kind of why i really wanted or would have been interested in seeing juan carlos osorio coach tigres yeah i was not opposed for that either yeah because i agree like there's just this philosophy of you have to have a solid 11 and only those and you can't move them around too much and i i don't know i don't think it's as effective as it was back in the day. I think now that the, especially with the new FIFA rule where we can do what, five subs? Yep. Yeah, I don't think there's really a need for that anymore. I think football's changed. Yeah, completely, dude. I mean, you think about like, I mean, early 2000s, Lou, like thinking about this, the Tigres squad, your best players were your top eight players. Like you, your best players on the, like were eight out of 11 players. So you had to fill three players with like that were okay or, you know, subpar players. But now, 1 through 15, like, I mean, look at yeah. our bench. Like, they're amazing. Like, 
maybe not amazing and like not in the best form at times, but I feel like from one to 15 is solid. You, any of them can start. And so I don't understand how, you know, I get the whole like making so many changes all the time, but I think that one to two changes, depending on the, or even three, depending on the uh, opponent and it more in game, in game adjustments should be more uh, present. Which was crazy because Piojo, when he first got to Tigres, he was he was rotating the squad like crazy. Yep. That That's... first season, he he did a ton of rotations, played a ton of young guys, and I don't know what happened, but the third season, man, he was just playing the same guys, and then they would only leave unless they were injured. Yep. So I don't know if it was the pressure that got to him or what, but he would have benefited a ton just from rotating that squad that last season. They would have been fresh. Uh, he, a lot of guys burned out, in my opinion. And that's why I think that, and I think we're probably all in agreement with that. That's why I wanted a big splash. I wanted somebody to come in with a fresh new set of eyes, a new way of looking at Mexican soccer and be like, okay, this is how we do it either in Europe or in South America. And this is what we roll with. Cause everybody doesn't man. Like you look at the best teams in the world and everybody rotates like tremendously you four or five players out of the lineup. And I get that they're the competition and the way that they play is slightly different, but it's this, we play about about the same amount of games all year. And like now this upcoming semester, like I said, we got champions league and the least cup in the summer. And which that means that with the least cup running into the summer, it's going to be a short break to begin the new season. Um, So I think that player management is important in the present and will be more important in the future of soccer. Yeah. And hopefully Coca gets that. Hopefully he, he implements it. We'll see. I mean, it'll, it'll, I mean, I think Coca is going to have a lot of pressure right off the get go. So let's see how he does, man. I think it's tough coming in and having to play what three tournaments. Like like I said, it's going to be tough. If you made Atlas back to back champions, bro, that's that alone is miracles. Yeah. One of the things I kind of am a little bit hesitant on his last season at Atlas, he was just saying, and I get that he didn't have the depth. So I hope, I really hope it's not an excuse here. Uh, but just that they weren't winning games and they weren't scoring goals because of the high amount of games that they were playing. I think Atlas was playing CONCACAF Champions League at the time too. Yeah, they did play a lot. And, I mean, we, we know that from, like, Tigres run from 2015 to 2018-19. Like, we lost championships because of how tired we were. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it should be a problem now because our depth, even our – we have a full lineup just in the subs. Dude, we, we pretty have, much have enough to do two teams. We haven't yeah, even talked dude. about Diego Reyes, dude. He's still on the team. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I really want to know what's going to happen there. I think he's got six months. No, like he's not going to renew. Like, so six months left of him. Yeah, we like I said, man. Let's just hold hold what we got. I mean, as much as I'd love to see Diego Reyes leave or whatever, <laughs> you know, it, it's at this point. I think we just need to go to work with what we have. Yeah, and one left winger though. One left winger. Yeah, I think hey, that's the only I just thing. remember that guy, Marino Inestrosa, man, twenty-year-old Colombian, oh, super okay. fast. Inestrosa, look him up. He's, I think he's got potential. But you know, Pachuca always tries to sell those players like at twenty million, something ridiculous. You know. 
Yeah, they're trying to. I saw that Victor Guzman to Rayados, and then we're like I said, we're linked to Luis Chavez and Eric Chiquito Sanchez all the time. Imagine. So man, one left winger, and I think that that'd be great to begin the season, and then. If we bring another player, then just depends on who we can move around from the current squad. Anything else to add, guys? We're running out of time. So uh, any last thoughts? Looking forward to it, man. I think we're uh, that game against Orlando, uh, March 17th, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Wednesday. March 15th? Yeah, it's Wednesday. The yeah, 15th. it's a Wednesday. So that's going to be fun. Looking forward to all those games. Any uh, we got about a minute and a half. Quick prediction: Who wins the World Cup? Brazil, Brazil. And I was gonna go with Argentina. Yeah, those <laughs> are my two choices: Brazil and Argentina. But I'm cheering for Brazil just because Argentina's in our group. Yep. <laughs> you think we'll beat them? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm one of the very few people who thinks that's the one game we're for sure gonna win. Really. Hey, I wouldn't be surprising though, just because, like, man, like the the styles of play, like, there's not a lot of disparity in just how Mexicans play and how Argentines play, even though they're a lot more talented. I just think that that could be something that did, may may come true. I just think defensively we're such a mess that I don't see us holding Argentina to less than three goals. Well, when Tata thinks that Raúl Jiménez is our best player, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Man, that was sad watching Jimenez out there last yeah, game. He terrible. is not fit to play, bro. He is unbelievable. Not, but it'll it'll be all right because we'll get Piojo in for the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, you guys have a great night, and thanks everybody for uh, listening this in the future when this comes out. Y'all have a good night. Dude. Okay.